Okay, so if you join us for last week's episode, for our first episode for the entire season, then you found out what you need to be thinking in terms of your mindset now that you've made the decision that you actually want to embark upon your entrepreneurial journey. So now what you need to know are what are the top 10 things that you absolutely must do before you start your business. Now, if you liked our last pilot episode, you're going to really love this. You're going to definitely want to grab your pens and paper because when we come back, we're going to jump straight into the top 10 things that you need to know before you start your business. All right, guys, we'll be right back after our sponsor pays for the bills. Hello and welcome to the Blitz Business Development Show. My name is Mayo Best and I'm a business consultant and coach as well as the founder of the Blitz Business Development Academy. This is a show that provides guidance, resources, and access to best practices to help you advertise, manage, and build geometric profits. From freelancers and home-based business owners to startups and storefronts, you will learn how to start small as you think and grow big. The Blitz Local Deals Club is a free membership-based app and service that offers consumers the ability to find the best deals, coupons, and savings available in their neighborhoods. This exclusive free membership connects you to the best offers from local pizza and sandwich shops, bars, restaurants, stores, and service-based businesses. Members will even gain access to rewards and loyalty programs, making this the ultimate money savings app on the planet. And the best part is, not only can consumers take advantage of the best deals and discounts, but also help support their local businesses during the COVID-19 pandemic. This is all made possible at the click of a button. So, become a free member and get access to your local deals today. Okay. So the top 10 things that you need to do before you start your business. So the way I want to actually kick this off with you guys is to not talk about the actual things that we're going to do just yet before we address what do I mean by before you start your business? Well, let me start by telling you about what this doesn't mean. Okay. We're not talking about anything having to do with your business plan. You don't want to start off with a business plan. Nope. You don't want to start off with an EIN number. You don't want to start off with creating your business entity as in like rather than actually want to be a LLC or sole proprietor, none of that stuff. Folks, you do not want to leave your job. Do not leave your job. And you don't want to start taking out any loans, okay? Don't take out loans. You know, don't go buy business cards and all that stuff. Listen, a lot of folks get started because they think that by doing these things, that means that they're actually making progress. Now, the truth is you don't want to do any of those things because we need to make sure that before you get started, you actually know what it is that you're going to be doing in business. And listen, folks, I've been doing this for a while, you know, and I've started and failed at a lot of businesses before I got to this podcast and to our our YouTube channel. And I can tell you right now that one thing you don't want to do is commit a lot of energy, time, and money into a idea that is not going to work in the end. 
Now that we know what this is not about, we know this is not about doing all of the superficial things that, yes, they're important, the EIN and a number for your taxes and creating a business entity, all that stuff is critical. You have to do those things. But that's not where you want to start because we need to make sure, which brings us actually as a perfect segue to number two, which won't get into two first because I'm going to skip one. (laughs) Number one, which is get your mind right. And really, that's what we just discussed, getting your mind right first. All right. Now, in last week's podcast, we talked a lot about, you know, mindset. And that's exactly why we're starting here is the very first thing you need to do. Get your mind right. Now, getting your mind right as number one is not something that you just do one time. Okay, getting your mind right is really referring to personal development. Folks, this will be an ongoing thing throughout your entire life. At least it should be. You should be constantly developing your mindset, constantly developing your ability to do things like reframe situations, like just don't see things as bad. Don't see things as good. See things as they are. Okay, things are neither bad nor good. They just are what they are. And you don't want to get into a habit of, you know, superimposing any negative or positive over a situation at first glance, because I can tell you now what's helped me survive for so many years as an entrepreneur is the way that I would see situations that they as they will come up. Now, you're going through an enormous learning curve, guys, especially if you've never had a business. And I'm a second generation entrepreneur and I'm still learning you know, so many different things and that's never stopping. Okay. So that's why I'm able to sit here and and talk to you now is because of the mistakes that I've made. It's because of the lessons that I've had to learn. So with that said, folks, the first part, number one, get your mind right. Now I'm going to give you a few things that are examples that you can use by get your mind right. Number one, Folks, be mindful of your content. Be mindful of the things that you're taking in from a day-to-day basis. A lot of times we don't understand how the content that we consume, it shapes our mind. And let's look at it like a sausage machine, okay? You put sausage in the top of the grinder, you turn it, and then basically it comes out on the other end. But here's the thing. No matter what you put in the top part of that grinder, you want to make apple sausage, you put apples in it, right? You want to make peach sausage, you put peach, <laughs> you put peaches inside of it, right? Okay, well, you want to make bacon sausage, you put bacon. Well, here's the thing. Nobody says that you have to put just, you know, apple and peaches and bacon, What if you want to put Oreo crumbs? Whatever you put in is what you're going to get out. And that's what you want to think about in terms of conditioning your mind. You need to start taking in content that maybe you haven't been taking in before. And I'm not just talking about motivation. Okay. Now, motivation is important. All right. And I do understand the need to listen to motivation. In fact, I encourage it. But what's better than motivation It's transformation, okay? In order for you to transform, the key component to transformation is doing something consistently over and over again, even when you don't want to, which leads us to discipline. So I'm not going to go too much into that right now because that's going to be for another show, another podcast. But 
I'm just trying to get you guys to understand the types of things you want to do. Control the content that you're taking in. Start listening to entrepreneurs and their stories, okay? Listen to the things that these guys go through and the women as well in terms of what their challenges are. Because, folks, I'm not going to lie to you. You're going to be headed for some challenges while you're on this journey. And listening to other entrepreneurs that are further than you and seeing how they overcame them and looking at what they had to deal with. Okay, a lot of times you'll find out that their situations are worse than yours. So that will give you some perspective. Okay, so reframing the way you look at situations, not taking things in as negative or positive, but just looking at them as they are. Okay, that's going to help you surrounding yourself with the right type of content that's going to support the journey that you are on. Guys, cutting out, you know, a lot of the negative, you know, talk shows and a lot of the the negative or just kind of honestly just you know superficial um shows that they have in reality tv those types of things are not going to feed your mind with what you're going to need to produce the outcomes that you want to produce in moderation like anything else it's fine okay now i know i spent a lot of time on you know number one but folks this whole you know personal development mental conditioning is your best friend on this journey. And you're never going to hear me stop saying that, okay? So with that said, let's move on to the second most important thing. So now that you've got your mind right, all right, let's take a look at the most important thing with this business besides your mind is going to be this one thing. Before you even think about going any further, you want to make sure you have a problem that people actually, now listen to my words, folks, that they want, quote unquote, they want you to solve, not need you to solve. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying that because, yes, you do want to be solving a problem that they need solutions to. But I learned a very hard lesson from a very wise person one time, another person in business that said to me, I no longer want to work with the clients that need me, but with the clients that want to work with me. And why am I saying that? Trust me when I tell you, I didn't always think of it that way. And I always tried to create solutions to problems that people needed help with. Well, here's the problem. A lot of times you will find Oddly enough, that the people who actually need you are the hardest folks for you to actually try to work with. Because even though they may need you and you know that you have a solution to a problem that they may certainly have, unless it is a problem that they want to solve, you will be working against yourself. Okay? So, You want to align whatever the solution is that you're creating a problem to make sure people want your solution, not just need your solution. Now, the best place to be is, of course, fulfilling both. Okay, but the reality is, is that believe it or not, when it comes to your customer, what they need and what they want, it's not always synonymous in terms of how they are seeing what it is that they need or want, if that makes any sense, okay? Sometimes your customers don't always know what they need. They usually always know what they want, 
Okay. So this will save you a lot of time, folks, and headache. That is something that I didn't always know. And honestly, even up until recently, I wasn't operating that way. Now, honestly, I tried to go and create a solution that will solve both. And you should. But just understand, you want to make sure that people actually want what you're selling. Okay. That's really what this breaks down to. Make sure before you do anything else, okay, on this list or any other list, Okay, make sure they want what you are selling. Okay, so now we'll go on to number three, which is, folks, start where you are with what you have. And what do I mean by that? There are a lot of folks in business, and, you know, we're going to start getting to a little bit of a controversial area here, which I'm quite sure that's going to happen quite a bit on my show. Um, A lot of folks will tell you, don't even start a business without having money. Don't start a business without first, you know, doing your business plan and making sure that you've got, you know, ample amount of cash to do this and that. And I wanted to create a show that speaks to folks that are in situations where they just may not have access to that. And a lot of times people will have you believe that because you cannot create the easiest journey that you should not create a journey at all. And I totally disagree with that because some of you guys that maybe listen to this show, you're in very difficult situations. You are financially on paper. You probably should not be starting a business according to, you know, what most folks tend to say or in terms of the the conventional perspective on starting a business. And I'm here to tell you that, you know, that's hogwash. If you're willing to pull in the work, and I and I will say, it's a lot harder not having certain tools like money. And money is just a tool. We're going to talk about that, too, in this podcast for sure and in this episode. We're going to go back to the thing about money. But money is just a tool. I'll tell you one thing, that the one tool that you're going to want to develop more than money is you're going to want to develop your ability to be resourceful, which we'll go into that. That is your strong, one of your strongest, most valuable tools and skills to hone. But right now, I just want to stay at this because that's even getting ahead too. That's actually going to be in this list. So what I want to say to you now is, folks, start where you are. But that's also why I just told you in the beginning, don't start with buying all these things you don't need. It's too soon to get an EIN number. It's too soon to be forming an LLC. It's too soon to be buying business cards because you don't even know whether or not they want your idea. But let's say you are at the point where you figured that out and they want your idea. Now we want to go ahead and we want to look at our resources. Ask yourself this question, folks. What is it that I'm going to need to solve this problem? Not all the things that you think that you love to have, but what are the most bare bone essentials? What are the bare bone tools that I'm going to need to pull this off? Okay. And trust me when I tell you folks, when you start using your imagination to solve your problems, you start tapping in, into your resourcefulness. And once you start doing that, you can make anything happen. You hear these stories, and we've heard these stories of people who have come to the United States, and they've come here with just change. And next thing you know, they're multimillionaires, right? Yeah, well, think about that. And that's honestly, folks, my school of thought. These folks that, are, that built these empires from nothing they did just that. 
they didn't wait until they got everything that they needed and all their ducks were lined up in a row. Good luck to anybody who's waiting for that. They didn't wait till they got, you know, investors. Sometimes the investors don't believe in you. In fact, a lot of times they don't believe in you. Hell, to be honest, a lot of times your family doesn't believe in you and the people closest to you. And the only thing that you have is your idea. So this is where my school of thought comes from. Start with where you are, where you are. And if you don't have an answer to how you're going to execute the solution that you're going to create to solve the problem, then sit there, wait on it, think about it, and start putting that into the universe. And I guarantee you, you will find a way as long as you are looking. Okay? So let's move forward to the next one, which is number four. Build the skill of resourcefulness, which is what we just talked about. How do you build the skill of resourcefulness? Folks, I'm telling you right now, most businesses fail. They don't fail because of the money. They don't fail because they didn't have the right team. They do not fail because they don't have the latest gadgets and the best tools in the world. A lot of times, folks, I've seen this so many times. People fail because they hit these walls that they're not prepared for. And every wall in business is nothing more and nothing less than a problem you have yet to figure out how to solve. Okay? Because that's all basically all business is. All business is about solving problems. Whether or not it's your business or whether or not it's the business that you're trying to speak to or customer that you're speaking to to solve their problems. You're just there to solve a problem. Now, here's the thing. you In business, you have to learn how to solve your own problems as well. And that's what you may come face to face with. Your ability to have a certain amount of power and control over being resourceful will make the difference between night and day in terms of whether or not you're able to conquer that issue and move forward in business. So how do you develop this skill? Here's what you do. Number one, do not focus on your problem. Focus on the solutions to your problem. Okay. Focus on the solutions to your problems. So many people get caught up in just literally complaining about what problem is they need to solve. I've got this problem. I don't have this and I don't have that. And what people don't realize that they're doing, the way that your mind actually works is that you're putting creative energy, okay, into the problem, but you're putting negative creative energy that does not help you solve it. And what you're doing is when you start rattling off on the long list of things that you don't have, okay, for you to succeed, you're not putting that same creative energy that you have into how you can solve the problem. See, and what you want to do is write down every way you can solve the problem. There's no need to write down the reasons why you can't because you already know that. But think of a way. Now, listen, the ideas that's going to come to you in the beginning Folks, they may not be the best situation. They may not be the easiest thing for you to do, but that doesn't mean it's not a solution to your problem. Write that down. Write down the solutions. Stay in a creative, positive place. Don't allow your mind to drift to the negative space of creativity. Because here's the thing. Creativity is in you and all around you. But how you harness the power of creativity is up to you. And what you create as an outcome with that creativity, again, it's up to you. 
So this is why and this is how you develop resourcefulness. It's all about your mindset, guys. It's all about how you are looking at the situation. Is it an actual problem or is it a challenge? Are you up to the challenge? Sure you are. You're built for this. Of course you can overcome a challenge. You may need to take your time, okay? But you can do it. Number five, this is big, guys. Don't be afraid to start small, but think big. It's okay to start small. Some of you don't have a choice. And I can tell you this. You know, a lot of times people want to start off doing bigger things than they're ready for. You, do you have any idea how many businesses go under because they did too much too fast? Okay. See, you need to grow into your growth, so to speak. <laughs> you need to grow into your growth. You want to be careful, folks. And this is why, you know, I'm not the biggest proponent in having all this money when you're starting off of a business. Listen, folks, even if you've got the money, you have the money, but you may not have the wisdom and the experience to know when you need to actually spend that money. Or I should be even say better to invest that money. That's critical in this game. You know how many companies fail, but they don't fail because they don't have money. They, they fail because they don't know what to do with the money. And this is why I don't like folks to start off, especially their first business with a lot of money. Okay. Sometimes don't start with any money if you can. All right. It doesn't mean you don't have access to money. That's a totally different thing. But it requires a little discipline. And this is not easy for most folks to do because it's hard to force yourself to, you know, suffer when you feel like you see this life raft, which is called money. You can grab onto the tool of money and fix everything. But that actually creates another issue, which we'll get into in a second here. But don't be afraid to start small. Starting small, folks, is important and critical to your growth and because you want to grow with your business. You don't want your business to outpace your ability to be able to manage it. That's how you go under. You know how when people say, well, people grew too fast? Exactly. That means that their company started growing at a rate. They started getting more customers. They started getting too big. Uh, and by too big, we mean they were bigger than the infrastructure that they created to be able to handle the growth that they end up building. So you want to really monitor that and take your time. Like I said, remember, it's a triathlon. This is not a sprint. Take your time, okay? And build your business. So now let's move on, folks, to my next best one, which is a perfect segue. Do not throw money at problems that are not money problems. See, remember, if you can do it with little to no money, guys, that means that you can do it even better with a lot of money. But the reality is a lot of times when people start off with money, here's what happens. You start off and you buy everything that you think makes sense for you to purchase. And you know that list that I gave you guys of all the things not to do before you start your business? Well, people with money, <laughs> nine times out of 10, those are the first things that they did. They got the EIN number because that's what they that's what they hear that they're supposed to do. They got the business cards and all these, some of it's superficial, not all of it. All these things though, that in the beginning, if you don't even know if your idea is going to work, 
why would you invest and commit yourself to tax liability by getting an EIN number, by getting a business license? Like, folks, too soon, too soon, too soon, okay? So people with money will tend to buy and invest in those types of things before they're ready to. And that's not where the list stops with people that have money, okay? They'll buy all this marketing materials. They invest in all these things, and they're not even sure that they really have a business that's going to work or succeed, or rather or not, they even have a problem that people want, quote unquote, to be solved. So again, guys, this is huge, please. And you're going to hear me probably say this more than once. Please, please, please. This is one of the cardinal mistakes that I've seen business owners do. Do not throw money at problems that are not money problems. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be surprised how many problems are really not money problems that people spend money on. And then they can't figure out why they still fail or the business goes under later on. Okay. But that's a huge, huge issue. And I know for right now, you guys may not know what that exactly means by what a money problem is versus what is not a money problem. And for instance, I'll give you an example because I do want to be fair. An example of something that you may think is a money problem that is not really a money problem. Let's say you don't have any customers. It's not necessarily a money problem. That could be the byproduct of quite a few things. Like number one, are you marketing? Are you marketing effectively? Are you selling? We'll get into that in a moment. Do you know how to sell? We'll get into that in a moment. Okay. There are all types of things that are not necessarily money problems that people think are money problems. All right. Even down to how you're running your business. Do you show up on time? Well, okay, you're telling your customers that you're open from 9 to 5, but you're not showing up until 9.30 to 10. You don't need to basically spend more money on that problem. How do you fix that with money? Okay, that means you need to show up on time and do what you say you're going to do, right? So that's an example. But some people will say, oh, well, you know what? (laughs) The problem is I have the wrong person that's working that position. Okay, well, then change the person. Or you do it yourself. You know, there are a lot of different things that can get caught up into this idea of a money problem. But as the podcast and the episodes progress, you guys will get more examples of what I mean by this because I'm going to be bringing these things up again. Okay, now we want to go into number seven, which is, folks, at this stage of the game, keep it simple. You want to keep things simple, guys. You want to keep it simple. Because the more complex you make your business, the more difficult, not only do you make your business to manage, but you're also going to make your business very difficult to scale and grow. Because it's going to be difficult for you to duplicate your processes if you have a very complex business. Keep it simple. And that's really why... You know, I don't have you guys starting off with EIN numbers and business licenses and all this stuff yet because we're just not ready for that at this stage of the game. It's too soon to find out whether or not you're going to be wanting to go forward with the next leg of this process, which is to do all those things. But you first want to get this down first, these things that we're talking about in this list. So keep it simple. 
The next thing is, here's something that I love. You know, when I've coached my clients in the past, one of the difficulties that a lot of folks have, especially if you're listening to this and you're working another job or, you know, you may be working full time or part time or whatever the case may be. You may be a house mom or might be a, a stay at home dad or whatever you want to call it. And you guys are just busy. Right. Well, you're going to want to be very specific in terms of your goals. And this is going to also kind of piggyback off the concept of keeping things simple. Now, a lot of times we don't know how to actually set our goals, right? How do you actually set a goal? A lot of times people just write down the goal, right? But a lot of times you write down goals that aren't even realistic. They are not attainable. So what I'm going to use and I'm going to teach you right now is the SMART goal framework. And it's actually an acronym, okay? So a SMART goal starts with the S, Okay, which means specific. Make sure that your goal is specific. Be specific about what it is that you want, guys, because if you really want to acquire it, you can't be all over the place. You want to be specific about what your goal is. And as an example, your goal may be that in the next seven days, you want to create a little survey to find out whether or not people will want to use your solution for their problem, whether or not they want it, whether or not they know they need it, or whether or not they really like to find a solution to their problem. And if they did, they'd love to pay for it. Like make a survey, you know, you don't have to answer all these questions in your own. In fact, you shouldn't, you should be looking to other people to help you figure out whether or not your business is going to be viable or not. All right. So that's what I mean by being specific. Then we get to the letter M. Make sure that it's a measurable goal, something that you can measure your way towards the success of of attaining it. So we said seven days, right? Well, that's measurable, okay? That's measurable by, you know, defining some of the things that you're going to do in order to hit the goal. In seven days, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. That might mean I'm going to find five people. I'm going to give them a call so I can measure the efforts towards the goal. Okay. So next we have the letter A. Okay. A is attainable. By attainable, is that something that you can actually do? Do you have the time to reach out to five to seven people over the next seven days to ask them these questions? Do you have the ability to create a little survey? It sounds like it's something really easy to do. Of course you do. So that's something you can do. Okay. Now let's move on to R, which is means, is it realistic? Is it realistic to say that over the next five to seven days that I can basically find five to seven people, which is basically one person per day to reach out to, to send them the survey that I created. Is that something that is realistic? Well, you've got a full 24 hour day. For most of you, that probably is realistic, okay? You can actually do this. And last but not least, time bound. That's the T. The T in time bound simply means that you're setting a time in order 
by which you must get this goal accomplished. You don't want to set these loose-ended goals that are all over the place and that you never know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, when they have to get done because there is no finish line. You just get it done when you get it done. No. It's the worst way to ever do goals is to leave them open to chance to get done whatever you feel like. Okay, because that doesn't help you develop discipline and it it will ensure that it's a good chance you may never hit the goal. So we have the time bound in the fact that we said seven days. Okay, seven days. So that's the smart goal framework. Okay, if you use this framework, guys, I guarantee you I've been using this with my clients for years and it's, it's nothing new. It's nothing I created. A lot of coaches will use the SMART framework because it's the easiest and it's the most attainable thing that you can do to apply a framework to, to for a goal. And it works. All right. Now, we're coming to number nine. We're almost coming in for a landing, guys. Number nine here is be very careful who you share your goals with because not everyone means you well. And, you know, this is something that I have to say can be very difficult to deal with um, because a lot of times you will find that sometimes the biggest blockers to your goals are the people that are sometimes the closest to you. And you've got to really guard your energy, guard your goals. Doesn't mean necessarily that you have to go as far as removing these people from your lives, but you do need to identify who these people are that are bringing you energy or that are zapping your energy. That's taking away from you. Because I'm going to tell you right now, you are going to need every bit of your being to accomplish what it is that you're trying to accomplish here. And you don't need anyone just simply being negative and telling you what you can't do. Okay. So be careful who you share your goals with. And listen, sometimes, you know, and most times people will be what we like to call a show me state, meaning they will, they don't want to listen to you say anything. They mean show me and then I'll believe you. Okay. So a lot of folks aren't going to have faith in you first. <laughs> They'll have faith in you once you've actually already done it, which is not really faith. Okay, so just keep that in mind, folks. You got to protect your goals, protect your dreams and protect what's important to you from those that will zap your energy and keep you away from able to accomplish it. And now we come to the very last um, thing to do. And that's number 10, which is this. Folks, of all the skills, of all the skills that you will learn in business, This is the one skill, okay, that if you don't start developing as soon as possible, um, I can't tell you how much this is going to hurt you later on. And trust me when I tell you, before I give you this skill, you'll be surprised how many people who are way further than you in business who have never developed this skill and they pay for it. It makes everything so much more difficult for them. And it doesn't just cost them in terms of their struggle. It costs them in terms of their bottom lines and it costs them in terms of their, their overall growth for their businesses. And here's the skill, the one skill of all skills. If you're going to wear any hats that you must learn is this sales. Folks, you must learn how to sell more than any other skill that you will try to master in your business. 
learning how to sell is fundamentally probably the most, it's crazy that this is true, but I believe it's become one of the most undervalued, underutilized, and underappreciated skill of all business skills. Learning how to sell, okay? Folks, you may or may not have heard this term, and if you haven't, you're going to hear it from me. Sales is the lifeblood of any and all businesses. Now, it may be true that maybe you may not be the one selling, but in the beginning, let's say you don't have a team. There's no family for you to depend on. This one skill, folks, and yes, sales is more important than marketing. Yes, you heard me say it. It's more important than marketing. And I'm a big advocate of marketing and advertising because I run an advertising agency. But I'm not talking to you as an advertising agent right now. I'm talking to you as a business consultant, as a coach. And I'm telling you right now, before you even get into advertising, folks, learn how to sell. All right? Folks, if you can sell, if you can sell your own product and your own service, it simply means you will always have the ability to eat. You will always have the ability to keep your company around. And I got to say, you know, I know you can basically outsource sales to someone else, but I couldn't encourage you more. Folks, I've been selling for over 20 or so years and I've seen it come and go. I've created sales courses. You know, I've done sales trainings and I've received some of the best sales training in the world. And I'm always, you know, talking to other business coaches and consultants. And a lot of us are saying the same thing, guys. It's not just me. We're just miffed. A lot of times as to how much, you know, sales and developing the ability to sell has gone completely like unnoticed. It's, get, it's just ignored. It's crazy. But I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be here today talking to you had I not developed that one skill. Now, I can do several things, but of all of my skill sets, guys, the one I value the most is the ability to know how to sell. So get yourself into a sales course. Get yourself in some type of training to learn how to sell if you don't already. And let me say something that I know is going to probably maybe piss some people off, but that's all right. I'm not talking about learning how to share. Okay. You hear a lot of folks in the MLM businesses, they'll talk about sharing. No, I'm talking about learning how to sell. All right. And there is a difference. Now, I'm not going to go any further than that. I know that this podcast is a much longer than our first. But guys, we had a lot to cover here, and I really wanted to make sure that I'm delivering this value to you. So with that said, guys, I'm going to wrap this up by telling you this. There is nothing on the face of this planet that you cannot do, all right? I truly, truly believe in that. I believe that if you want to do this business, if it's something in your heart and you really want to do it, Go for it, guys. You're built for it, all right? And never before has there been a better time to start investing in yourself to do these things. Now, if you're looking for more support in how to do these things and you still got more questions, those you got some options in terms of how you can work with me or get access to other uh, types of information, I will highly encourage you to, jo- to join the uh, BLDC, okay? which is the Bliss Local Deals Club, but not as a consumer. You can come on as a business owner 
and actually get access to more of these teachings okay so with that said folks we're going to wrap this show up in this episode thank you guys god bless and i will see you all next week for the blitz business development show take care god bless i'm mayo best and i'll see you on the other side bye-bye